whether you eat or drink. Whatever you do. 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 Or whatever you do. Do all to the glory of God. Welcome to Whatever You Do. I'm Danny. And I'm Abby. We're just best friends trying to figure out how to bring glory to God in whatever you do. Welcome back. Here we are. Episode 53. It is the beginning of April, which for most of the country, I feel like... Lockdown. Well, I was going to say is starting to be spring and just starting to think about potentially warming up and we're grasping on to every last bit of yes. spring likeness. Yeah. And we're bracing ourselves for the heat wave that's coming. Inevitably gonna hopefully but come and kill all I was the just coronavirus. Say that. At least it'll kill the virus. The invisible enemy. If you listen to <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening to President Trump's addresses. And he calls it the invisible enemy. Um, yeah, we're one minute in and... It's all we got. <laughs> <laughs> this feels so hard because... Everything right now is so controversial in so many different ways. But uh-huh. not just controversial among different people... It feels controversial in our own minds. I feel like everyone that I talk to, it's like one minute you feel strongly one direction and then one minute you feel strongly another direction. And Mm -hmm. so it's not even like easy to form a strong, solid opinion on the state of everything going on around us. I think we probably said some of this last time. Probably. Just feels like it's gotten worse not better so how has being on lockdown freed up a bunch of time for you to do (laughs) this is extra projects cue this is where we should be doing a vlog instead of a podcast and i just rolled my eyes at abby because I'm just watching Ugh. everyone talk about all the extra time they have to do all of these extra projects, and I I'm like, know. yeah. I mean, I'm the the silver lining of it is that our life hasn't ha- had to change very much, which right. is great. Yes. But the other lining of it like, is my productivity we don't... was I kept nine kids alive again. <laughs> everyone got fed. I'm still in my pajamas. I well, mean... they're new pajamas. <laughs> she was in her pajamas all day. Then, I went to change into clothes at 7.30 to come and do the podcast and realized, why am I getting dressed for this? So she put on fresh pajamas. <laughs> Not even the whole thing, though. No, a half. I just changed her pajama pants. New pajama pants. and We were sat- sitting down to record, and I looked at her and thought... You were not wearing those pajama pants earlier in the day when I saw you. Did you change? By earlier, meaning like five o'clock. Right. I'm like, did you change just into new pajamas? (laughs) Yep. And that's the answer I did. Mm -hmm. That's my level of coronavirus productivity. (laughs) Um, But 
I felt like I thought of something and then... It's gone. That keeps happening to me tonight. Yeah. Tim spent the day with some guys working on a shed that he bought to build. In our backyard. In our backyard and it is moving along. Kind of a shed. It's kind of a second house. Kind of a giant barn. (laughs) So it's large. And Tim is really good at like computer things. Yeah. Not so much tools. Not the like he jokes himself and says he doesn't know the right side of the hammer to use. So I feel like I can say that. And when you say he jokes, he you mean he laughs at himself, but he isn't joking about not knowing which side of the hammer to use. <laughs> no, he really does do know that. <laughs> but yes, so thankfully some friends came and started helping with that this last project. Ten, it was fine. Yeah. And they were outside, guys. Totally fine. And there's only, like, three of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, life is just really, really strange for everyone right now. You kind of wonder if there's anywhere in the country that isn't being pretty extremely... Things changing. Change, right? Yeah. I feel like you were talking earlier about being like, yeah, I want to record tonight. Sounds fun. And I feel like all day I've just been like, I don't even know what I will talk about because it just feels like any direction just brings up new controversies. Well, someone to bring up something so I can play devil's advocate and then I can switch and play devil's advocate the other direction and well I don't know of any controversial things that I want to talk about on the podcast (laughs) great Uh, uh, but what we were saying we would talk about earlier was oh the level of what things we do to parent newborns babies I've now had nine newborn babies and I've now had Six. Six. I almost said seven. It's a lie. Six. So between us, we have 15 newborn babies experience. experience. So we feel like we we just have some tips that we could share. We didn't write them down or anything, so we're going to be winging these off the top of our head. All right. Ready, set, tip number one. Danny, go. Tip number one is... You'll probably never figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) Great. I like it. Uh, It's true, though. As soon as you think you... Kind of know... What's going on, it changes on you. And then, to give some context, it's been an extra, extra hard... Trying. It's been a trying week for Abby. Yes. Me and Ruben have just been having a... Having a rough go, and it has definitely left me feeling completely inadequate and insecure in my own mothering. And at the same time, all of the reasons of this is why 
We have one friend who listens to us on super speed. This is why, because we're trying to think while we talk and we're... (laughs) Slow motion. Just speed us up. If you don't listen to us on, like, two speed, you should just do that. Until we get real excited about something. Then you might want to slow us down. Right now. And we're like, just listen to us on two speeds, it's fine. (laughs) Anyway, what I was going to say is we knew there were going to be awkward awkwardnesses when we found out we were pregnant at the same time and yes things are much more comparison-y than right usual and i feel like paxton has been an none of my babies have been very difficult babies right that's but he's an exceptionally like not difficult baby yes and i don't though feel like I did anything to get him that right. way. Right. You don't feel like you just, like, scheduled him to death and now... I don't feel like just... I have any idea what happened. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. Do you want to go to bed now? I guess. Like, yeah. even... We're sitting at the table at lunch and I know, like, oh, he's probably going to be getting tired soon. And Chip ate his burger and then I had been holding him and I handed him to Chip. And we're just sitting there and he just, like, falls asleep, like hanging over Chip's arm and Chip's like is he sleeping and I'm like oh I guess he is I like go and put him down in his bed so I I say all of this and then I feel like the biggest jerk in the world because that's I can guarantee you would not be something (laughs) that would happen with Ruben no but it's not because of anything magical I have done or anything Abby isn't knowing how to do it's just it, it goes back to, like, the analogy of birth. I feel like so many parenting aspects, you can, like, bring it back to different birth analogies. But of, yes, it's important to try different things. Yes, it's important to make wise decisions. Yes, it's important to try to educate yourself and learn and make decisions. Right, and there's certain principles that are good to base, I think, you know, I would say in a very general sense that having some sort of routine and order in a home is better than just yeah. mayhem and chaos and yeah. no, like, structure. But that can look right a billion different ways. Right. And even if you, like, know all the things and do all of the things, I feel like you and I are we're very similar in how we how we look at birth very similar we pick the same midwife very similar in like our plans for birth our hopes for birth but our births couldn't have been more different in how they played out right and similarly why you get, keep getting the easier option i don't know, I don't know. but similarly with our babies in one baby is smiley and happy and easy one baby And is I know not. people, there will be some of you out there who are like, you shouldn't say they're a hard baby. You shouldn't say they're an easy baby. But there are babies who are easier and they're harder. It doesn't mean we hate one of them. Most. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, but. And, and I will also say, I'm saying this in love. But it's the people who say, who act like they have it figured out, and if you were to just do this step, this method A B or C A B C D E F G, then you would have a good baby. Are the people who probably only had one two kids? 
yeah. and just don't know that that's not how it works. That if it worked for their one kid who now like sleeps through the night because they did this one method and it was the method that made them sleep through the night, they just haven't applied that to like multiple kids to know. Right. And, and I think the other thing that gets left out of this conversation so often is that there are different personalities of moms and different personalities of kids. Mm-hmm. And and that definitely... Not even just personalities, but even who, who you are as a mom when you're 23 yeah. and your priorities then and who you are as a mom and other things you need to do and you're like... Yeah. Just situations, how you're going to handle things, your viewpoint on things. It just, you're constantly changing, and then you throw in all these kids that have different issues, different personalities, different tendencies, and yeah, it's just, and life circumstances mm-hmm. for each kid is different, even if it's similar to right. the past. And it's it also, also one of those things, especially with babies, that as soon as you get a groove figured out, it changes and so you also can't hold on too tightly to like your schedule or what your baby is supposed to do or not supposed to be doing but every time every time that you think they have like clockwork for the past five days they've been waking up at eight o'clock and they're ready for their nap by 9 30 and then they're right back up and so they'll be up by like 11 and then i could totally be over to your place for lunch at yeah. 11.30. Well, the good news is no one can go to anyone's house for lunch anyway. <laughs> yes. But also that would be the day that the baby would right. wake up at 6.30, go down for a nap at 8, be ready for another nap at 11 when you're trying yeah. to leave I think what door. has been most challenging for me this week is not that I don't have it figured out because I acknowledge that like I, I'm not looking to like figure out a perfect routine that I can understand and predict. The problem... For me, that has been the most overwhelming has just been Ruben isn't happy and is very, very fussy because it feels like something is wrong. Right. And I can't. I'm trying as his mom to help him, not so that I can get him to nap longer so I can just have more free time in my day. But I want him to nap longer and sleep better so that he is not overly stimulated and crying a ton and so it's been trying to figure that out but then also trying to like balance the like well if god wanted me to like know something or do something differently like i'm looking to him i'm praying about this and like he will lead me in that or have me just continue to wake up every day begging him to just lead every time I'm going to feed him and every time I'm going to lay him down and help me to know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And there is also the the aspect of those moments. I don't feel like this is all the time, but when you're, you're not sure what to do and what's going on and you're trying to get him to sleep or you're trying to feed him again or whatever, mm-hmm. and it it can feel really frustrating when it's leaving no time in your day for other things that you feel like are important and you feel like are priorities and you again not priorities because it's something you just like really want to do like right. you're interrupting my my quiet time bubble bath <laughs> it's like yeah when you feel that you're supposed to be teaching your kids certain things and right. cooking food for your family and 
Right. It's like when there, there's so many demands that I don't know what I'm supposed to focus on. Like, I don't want to just let my baby scream, but I also feel like he's not my only baby. Like, right. he's not my only responsibility, and I can't just sit in a rocking chair with him all day. That wouldn't but even fix it. sometimes we can even get stuck, though, on the good responsibilities we have, and they turn into idols so quickly Yeah. that we get frustrated and mad that we're not getting all of our to-do things done. Right. That really could wait another day. Right. But it's not what we've put on our agenda to do that day. And that's where I feel like it's so important to lay that schedule before the Lord and in, like, continual prayer throughout the day of asking, like, am I supposed to just give up in trying to get him to nap and just hold him in the rocking chair? Like, am I just supposed to, like, cancel school for the day? Or am I just supposed to let him cry for a little bit longer in his bed and finish up cutting the mangoes for snack for the kids? Like, and, and knowing that, like, I think for me, this is something I know about myself, but struggle to know how this plays out. But every time... Every time I've had a a baby, I feel like I get more, like, postpartum anxiety, more so every time after every baby I've had had thus far. And that, for me, plays out not in, like, a, I think my baby's going to die anxiety or fear like that, but in, like, a heightened nervousness or overwhelmed feeling, I guess is the best way to put it, over, like, noises and sounds and if my baby is crying, it literally feels like nails on a chalkboard. Like, I can't cope with... I mean, I can cope, but that is more overwhelming than I know it logically should be mm-hmm. for me. So, trying to balance that, like, I can't just go into every cry because there are... He has to also learn that, like, I can't just do that, you know? But balancing what that should look like practically for Ruben and... Right. But sometimes that just means I have to, like, set a timer on my phone, go outside, and mm-hmm. and not even, you know. That's what I was going to say. Have you tried, like, earbuds or something? And this sounds horrible, but you guys have to understand we're not talking about, like... Letting my newborn uh, baby... Right, or, like, a 30-minute timer or something. No. It's, like... I'm talking about, like... Two minutes. He's fussing a little bit, and I'm setting a five-minute timer, knowing that... He's not, like, full-blown screaming, but that he just... I feel like for you, even the words, when you use the word screaming, sometimes I'm like, "Mm, they're not really screaming at this point. Like, it it bothers you. Crying and screaming bothers you so much. Yes. That, like, even when we were coming in here, Ruben was almost asleep. He had been crying. He had settled down. Mm -hmm. He let out, like, a little peep. And it was like, he's still crying. But he wasn't actually, like, actively crying. He just wasn't fully asleep. But because that bothers you so much, it's like you even are kind of anticipating that he could still cry. Yeah. And so you don't want him to cry. Like, it even bothers you if you... If I've left my baby and you think they could be crying and uh-huh. I don't know that they would be crying. Yeah. And mm-hmm. So it's just something yeah. that is hard to figure. When, I just wanted to clarify for everyone listening that we're not talking about like 
oh, it's so hard for me to listen to my baby cry for an hour and I just need to go outside and, like, let him scream. Right. It's like, like you had clarified, like you had said, it's gotten more and more to where, like, yes. you're heightened in that to where yes. a normal amount that you logically know, like, this isn't a problem. Right. Or even I can tell by, like, the cry, like... This yeah. is not, like, it's not like he's that upset, but it's still, and then it makes me feel like I need to control the surroundings of my house. Like, no one can talk. No one can make any noise. So dare you wake up that baby. Like, it feels like I have to be able to, like, which is wrong and is a sin problem in me that, like, that that's what I'm trying to, like, balance out of, like. But it's also not wrong to teach your kids to be respectful right. of the fact right. that he's sleeping. But it's wrong different- to have, like, the desire of control that I know I have that comes from a place of, like, sin. But I also know that it's okay to, like, let my baby cry. And it's also okay to, like, go in there and comfort him after he's been crying for a certain amount of time. And it's okay to tell my kids they need to be quiet when he's sleeping. But it's also okay to, like, let them walk down the hallway and talk. Like, so it's just trying to figure out, like, logically... What is okay aside from my own, like, heightened sense of the situation? Right. And knowing that this is something that is something that I struggle with and do more so every time that I I want to look at this not based on my feelings and look at it based on, like, what is... What is reality? What is God leading me to do? Not what are my feelings telling me Mm -hmm. to do? And we're also very much want to say we're not advocating for that. We think all moms should let their babies cry or cry it out or... No. If you are in a situation and your, your life is one that you can hold your baby 100% of the day and that works... For you, yeah. like we're not, and right. we're we're in no way. There's not a method here we're talking about for one one way is right. And we know that there are some of you who would listen to this probably and say that it isn't okay to let your baby cry ever, and that's your opinion. But that's not when you. <laughs> Then is it okay to like let my two year old cry? Like, right. there's other point? there's other responsibilities too. Right. There's not just one baby that right. I can just let the dishes pile up and the laundry sit in the laundry basket. There's other. Well, and I think the other thing to mention is that there are times that he's fussy, even if you are holding him. And yes. It doesn't mm-hmm. really matter in that moment if you're holding him and trying to comfort him, or if he's sat down for five minutes. Right. Like, to do something else. Yeah. Because he's probably going to be crying either way. Yeah. And There's... I mean, lately, there's been times where I, like... <laughs> this just shows the level of, like... Where I have to, like, really just combat how I feel about this. Because where I literally have to be like, okay, I'm going to set you in your bed. And I know you're going to cry. And I know you're not just going to go right to sleep without crying. So I'm going to set you in your bed. And then I'm going to do these five things or whatever. Like, uh-huh. I'm going to go to the bathroom, fill up my water, grab a banana, and change Arrow's diaper. And then I'm coming right back. Like, I have to, like, plan out what I'm going to do in an amount of time that feels like it's not going to harm him. It's like a reasonable him. thing and you're doing things that are, like, 
I'm not essential. just right. I'm like, not just gonna go to sit on the couch and listen to him scream, hoping that he'll right. go to sleep. I'm like, I have to do these things, and I don't want him to be crying. But also, like, if I can just keep myself busy, it feels like it e- it eases the anxiety I feel towards having to hear him cry. Uh-huh. Um, and that has helped me a lot to just be like, and then I can go right back in, and I can pick him right back up, and I can rock him for some more, and. I'll have gotten those a couple of things done and it'll probably literally only take me three minutes to do all of those things. I can pee really quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't know if this has happened at all. Has it ever happened that in that time period he ends up falling yes. asleep? Yes. Yeah, it has. I mean, it's not the norm, but right. it definitely has. And there's been, I mean, even today, I feel like there was times that I'm like, I'm just going to tell myself that every time I set you down to go to sleep, you're going to work yourself to sleep. Like, and I know... It might mean that you cry for a minute or two. Yeah. But I just have to... And most of his naps today, he did. And he, I mean, woke up early from them and didn't settle himself back down. And that was fine. But I feel like he's learning the skill of, like, when I'm put down on my bed awake and I'm trying to figure out how to suck my hands and how to, like, put myself to sleep. I feel like this is a skill he does need to learn. And so... But... It just kills me a little inside that I have to, like... But I think that's the difference, is that when you have a baby who, if you just picked him up and rocked him for two minutes and he fell asleep and then you could lay him down, and it's like you're choosing not to do that... Right. ...and just, like, leave him and... That's not the case, because I... I feel like I you do rock spend him. lots and lots and lots of time. Hours in a day. And yes. he still isn't being happy about it. Right. He's He then wakes... It's not like he would even sleep his whole nap if I held him the entire time and literally did nothing else. He wouldn't. He would wake up uncomfortable and frustrated that he's not in his bed. But right. then... And it takes a long time to even get him to sleep yes. in the first place, rocking him. and it's Right. So... Yeah, it's it is a skill he needs to learn, but we're not saying that all babies at ten weeks old need to learn this skill right. and should be it should be taught to them by having them cry for a Just little while, throw, it and throw them in their bed and let them cry it out. That's not that's not what we're advocating at all. Right, and if you even knew, I know it feels like I keep going to this, but if you knew Abby at all, I mean this mm-hmm. isn't. She probably doesn't even think of that being an option of what she's saying because she's, like, coming to this from a place of where she's very willing to be there for her yeah. babies and do everything for their babies the whole yes. time. Yeah. And so when she says, I just have to lay him down in his bed and let him cry and learn how to put himself to sleep. It's definitely coming from one end of the extreme where I that doesn't feel like an option of what I want to do at all but it that's where I feel like I have to just lay down my feelings in that that like I can't just there isn't an option where I it's beneficial for him or for me or for your family to just Hold him. Because even that doesn't equate to, like... That doesn't, like, then solve the problem. Not at all. If she just wore him all day, he would be this happy baby who... he hates being worn. (laughs) Right, so... There isn't... And it very much feels like when he doesn't get enough sleep, 
by the end of the night, it is literally screaming for hours and hours that, like... And he does do well sleeping in his bed mm-hmm. a lot of the time when you get him to sleep. And, praise the Lord, I feel like he's been thus far my best nighttime sleeper. Like, yeah. he wakes up once or twice and, for the most part, more more often than not just goes right back to sleep like i feel like he's been my best best there's nighttime only been sleepers. like a couple of nights total that he right. hasn't just gone back to sleep after yeah. eating mm-hmm. yeah and it only wakes up like yeah. i said once or twice and so it that feels like <laughs> feels opposite in some ways of like he has his night figured out fine but his days are just a hot mess yeah but so when we were talking about bringing all of this up we, we are hoping that it's an encouragement to some of the moms who do only have one or two babies and or are on their fourth or fifth baby and feeling like, why don't I have this figured out by now? Yeah. And just reassuring even when you get to your sixth or seventh or eighth or ninth babies that... It's always a process of learning who they are and knowing who you are and Mm -hmm. working through the things that God is working through in your own Mm -hmm. life and the circumstances of your life at that time. And it's just a lot of variables. And yeah, so but you can also pray for Reuben and for Abby. And there's always that underlying Wondering if are they just overstimulated and they didn't sleep long enough, or is there something in my diet that I'm supposed to be cutting out that which I don't, always feels just like so. I mean, I already don't eat gluten or dairy, so it already feels right. like those feel like the those, top, right? Like, that maybe I, if you just try taking those out, it'll get better, but that's not. Yeah, so it definitely is is one of those things, very much like my birth that feels like God is using to humble me. God is using to remind me how much I need to depend on him and how little control I have over these things. And I mean, even in the basics of knowing what I'm supposed to do, like on an hourly basis, like, right. Do I feed him now? Do I, like I told Danny, I'm like, I feel like a first time mom that I'm literally like, I don't know. Should I feed him? Should I change his diaper? Like, what do I do? Should bounce him? Like, it just feels like I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing again suddenly. And I've done this five other times. And, and I, and I really do feel like God is just using it to grow me in my dependence on him and grow me in my prayer life, grow me in my, um, willingness to like lay down my own desires and feelings and even just my own anxieties towards certain things like hearing my baby cry and just trust that God will lead me in these things and that he loves Reuben more than I do and he gave Reuben to me mm-hmm. with my anxieties, with my problems and things that like God gave Reuben to me and I'm supposed to be his mom. That doesn't mean I'm supposed to have it all figured out, but he will supply me the things that I need to be his mom. Right. And if I'm looking to the Lord, he will give me what I need to do what I need to do for him as long as I'm submitting that to him and I can trust him to do that. And that doesn't always look like, all right, 
now you're supposed to cut this, this, and this out of your diet, and you just need to put them to sleep 15 minutes earlier every day and switch to the level two nipples on your bottles. And, like, <laughs> it isn't this easy black and white thing, but... And you can be crying out to him and asking him for that direction and still have a hard day where yeah. it's not like... Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, God just led me in each step of the way, and it was mm-hmm. just beautiful and... I think something, if I'm being really honest, that feels like God is trying to do and grow in me the most is not growing in bitterness. Or I think, I mean, I've talked, I think I talked a little bit about this with our pregnancies, but when when we both got pregnant at the same time, it's so easy because we're best friends and we do so much similarly and so much alike and so much together that it's, it is, it was hard not to like have this comparison between our pregnancies, between our births, between anything. And I feel like this is just another aspect that God is like, you need to not, like, I feel like it's been my, the sin in me wants to resent the fact that like, you got an easy baby, you have an easy time nursing, you have an easy birth and you get all of the like easy things and I get all of the hard things. But I feel like it's so obviously like that right now. Like it, it feels like one of those things that like we can't, we can't really, there's no need to pretend that like that isn't what is, what has happened. Right. But at the same time, that shouldn't then lead to like bitterness and resentment towards what God has given me. That should very clearly lead me in like, this is why God has given me these hard things to sanctify me. And you may not need to be sanctified in these specific areas, but God is giving you other different challenges and other different things that he's growing and sanctifying you in. Right. And well, and even remembering that we're in, I mean, I very much view it as God's graciousness and it's not to say that, you don't have a lot of things to be managing and worrying about, but I think like, okay, if, if I already feel overwhelmed and struggling with just having the extra kids and the older kids and trying, like, I don't feel like I get the things done on a daily basis. And I think like God has been extremely gracious to mm-hmm. allow me in in my obedience like in chips in my obedience to him of continuing to be open to having babies at this point Mm -hmm. that's like where he still has us of that that's what he's asking of us that he's not pushing me to this place of like well i i don't even know and i know that that is how you feel a lot of the time Mm -hmm. but I don't know. I'm I'm not explaining this well other than... I think it comes down to God knows my heart, God knows your heart, and he knows the sins that he wants to work on when yes. he wants to work on them. And he knows and at what this we point, each have going on in our lives that we need, yes. what we need, and right. what we need our baby to And be. it's not that, like, because I have less kids, I have less on my plate, and my life is just easier so I can handle a harder baby, so God gave me a harder baby. No. Like... But, but it's one of those that things. to sanctify you in ways that he needs to do it through that. In, but it's in not, my specific life. But it's not that he's not using other things right. that yes. aren't my baby to sanctify me mm-hmm. in areas that I struggle with and 
Yeah, and, and I, I definitely know for me, and in these areas regarding us having babies at the same time, has been very much in a sanctifying me through comparison and through not growing in bitterness by, like, coveting my neighbor's And for me, life. it makes me feel really, like... I mean, I know I joked about it earlier today or yesterday or whatever, and I was like, we could just switch babies for a while. And obviously that's, like, not even, like, at all serious. Like, we would never do that. Right. But it makes also me feel a little bit of a, like, because, like you said, it's not... It's not a secret. It's not... Right. It's, it's not like so this, like... It's so blatantly right. obvious that it's... Because we do life so close together. And this is one of those things that I feel like God is using to sanctify my heart in. More than anything else, I feel like has been not being jealous or not being bitter towards the hand that God has dealt you. Mm-hmm. And that, like, he has just... Is trying to grow in me, like, yep. Yep, look at her baby smiling. Yep, look, he just goes right back to sleep. But this is what I've given you for the reasons I've given it to you. So focus on what I need to sanctify you in yeah. and quit trying to, like, you know, just... Right, and because it may, I, I'm like, I don't I don't know what else I could possibly And this is what I also comes do down to, and... like, it's not just that, like, if you just get that method right, then your baby will be sleeping through the night by six weeks. Right. Like that. And I always feel, even last night, it's, like, awkward where I'm making suggestions, but I'm not making... I hope I always come across clearly that I'm not making suggestions because I think, like, this is the magic ticket right. and I'm doing everything right and it's right. just because you're doing things wrong. But it also yes. feels like... It definitely feels like one of those things that... <laughs> I feel like I forgot we were even recording i'm just talking to you (laughs) i suddenly just realized that like people might not know the context of what i was about to say but anyway um like when we were talking last night i felt like it was one of those things that like i need to talk these like details out of like could it be this could it be this that i'm mulling in my head that i don't look at it as like you're telling me I'm just doing these things wrong and I don't know. Right. I mean, and some of it is things, like, that I wouldn't even have any idea about. Right. Like... Yeah. One of my thoughts was maybe... Because it's sleep, but also there for a little bit with eating. It's still... He struggles with his bottles and... Yeah, I don't know what... I mean, today I felt like he took in more by... You're suggesting the other day of having him drink his bottles to go to, like, right before he goes down for his nap. This is what you suggested yesterday, and I did that today, and I feel like he he ate more than he had been. Mm-hmm. So, I, who knows if that'll be the case tomorrow. Right, but. exactly. That's, it, that's the other part of it that's so hard, is, like, when you have changed something or you're doing something specific, it's like... Was this result because of doing right. this, mm-hmm. or was this result just because he decided to eat more that day? He was hungry today, and yeah, I know. So. Yeah, but I feel completely like I have no idea what is going on when it comes to bottles and right. Me either. I mean, that, I, yeah. But it's one of those things that I feel like another blessing of. Living in community with each other is, it brings out the sin in us, but it also brings out God sanctifying us, like iron sharpening iron and like using 
Um, the other thing that I think, I hope you know this, and I'm sure you do, but there is the reality that I'm right there. If there was like a moment that you were like, I really just need you to take my baby right now. I'm just really frustrated, and I like like I the other need... day when you let Arrow come over. <laughs> I had, like, texted Tim that day, like, right before you had texted me and said, like, are you going to be done working at 5.30? It was up 4. Uh-huh. And I'm like, are you going to be done working at 5.30? Because I'm literally counting the minutes that I feel like I can't, like, handle. And then you, like, had texted me saying something like, Eric can come over if he wants. And I was like, oh, praise the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> because. He was so happy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But I feel like that's the case with any, like. You know that I'm also in this with you. Right. And I'm not like, well, sorry that you have a baby who's been crying all day and like, but like, you know that I'd be happy to come and like walk around with him for a while or Mm -hmm. I mean. And just stay up late with me like last night trying to just talk out different options. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely feel like. And I feel like that's different than if you just feel, I mean, that's honestly one thing we have felt really thankful for in the midst of all of this coronavirus quarantine situation that God brought us to being able to be right next door to each other and yeah we know that we're not feeling the effects of this quarantine excuse me <laughs> totally burped without knowing it was even coming <laughs> The effects of this quarantine, <laughs> the same as so many other people, because like Abby was saying, our, our lives haven't changed a lot, but not only have they not changed a lot, but we consider ourselves in this regard, one family unit. We don't actually consider ourselves one family no, no, unit no, no, no. Don't at all. Don't interpret that the wrong but way. as far as quarantine goes, Browntown... There's no There's way. no quarantining our families from each other. But I we mean, are for the most part quarantined. If it was like people were in our in our families were actively dying <laughs> in our houses. Right. We if someone was like, sick, we we definitely quarantine our families from each other when somebody's sick. Right, yes. But so in this aspect we're, we're not, not saying we could never quarantine. We're not staying away proper. from each other. For, for no at this point, reason. if someone got a fever, we'd probably take it even more seriously now than we normally do. But we already take it seriously if someone has a fever. Yeah, or, we don't play and right. So we lock them out in the this is what the shed. Yeah, that could be our new quarantine Get spot. Of, we need to finish it, building it real quick, and maybe put an AC unit in there. Probably that would be good. <laughs> Coming up on. These Summer. warmer. Yeah. Could be our makeshift hospital. We'll stick Gabe in there. <laughs> he could nurse all the COVID patients back to health. When you said he could nurse <laughs> after our conversation. He's about a nurse babies. for those who don't know. We're not gonna have He's not going to nurse our, him. Our children. Yeah. Yeah. But we hope that you guys are all... Do you have more stuff to... No, that was... I was thinking... 
Sorry, Crystal. I'm glad we got 43 minutes out of that. I know. Around the 26-minute mark. I have no idea what we talked about because I just was talking to you as if we were just hanging out, but great. She's getting... I mean, we try to be as real as possible 100% of the time. I don't feel like... But we're we're talking and I'm just like... Not real, She was really getting to the point that I was like... (laughs) I feel like she's getting really... Not emotional, but like... Vulnerable. Very vulnerable. Yeah, well, it was about time <laughs> to lay it all out there. So, you're welcome <laughs> for that. And I was nodding a lot of the time, too, and realized that you couldn't see me. Yeah, well, it's the downside to the podcast. The upside can't that see. I can wear my pajamas. <laughs> True. Yep. Well, we hope you all enjoy your quarantine episode extra podcast listening as you quarantine yourselves in your houses and i'm sure we'll still be quarantined next week so we'll look forward to more figuring out what to talk about yep bye bye bye